welcome to the podcast. I am the married Ross Boyesque. <laughs> you are, yes, lots have happened. And I'm Phil Hobden, and this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. Uh, wow, I mean, it's been it's, it's been a while, right? And uh, in that mm-hmm. time, you've got married, um, the quarter ended, uh, we never got around to finishing martial arts, and <laughs> shitloads of other things. Um, and today's not going to be any better, right? Because we've got a packed, packed show. So rather mm. than do our usual today, I thought we could just focus on a couple of the big releases um, yes. But ironically, all three were probably somewhere within my top films of the year if we were doing this a week later. Um, yes. But, yeah, but, but it's going to change. The chart is going to change next quarter. Very four. rapidly. <laughs> Based on the three films we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to reflect back on Q1 as we do every quarter to look back on our favourite and our least favourite films of the year. Ross, before we get started, congratulations. Thank Married you. Married Man. Um, and thank you for being part of it. That was lovely. It was a lovely day. And we, we followed it up in a kind of a roundabout kind of way by um, uh, going to do an, another great thing with you and your new uh, lady wife. And we went to see Empire Records on Rex Manning Day. Yes. At the Prince Charles Theatre, my first ever visit to the Prince Charles Theatre. I was so pleased you could make it. And uh, it, it was a great experience, wasn't it? It was just, fantastic. The crowd loved never it. Seen it. Never seen him in cinema before, so it was really good. No, no, me neither. And there was blatantly a guy next to me that had never seen the film before. And it was just like, I couldn't work out if he was sitting there going, oh my God, I cannot believe, like, I cannot believe how amazing this is. Or, oh my God, is this shit real? Um, I couldn't work out his reaction. But he came out with a big smile, so I think he enjoyed it as well. Um, it was lovely. And it was lovely seeing it in a battered old 35mm print, right? Uh, very much. Oh, very much. So I could feel the film. I could feel the nineties of it. It was. Well, nice. I was glad you were there. We had a good crowd, and uh, just to promote the Prince Charles for us for a moment, if people aren't aware of the Prince Charles Cinema, it's off Leicester Square, very reasonably priced. One of some of the best popcorn in London, I think, uh, and they show an amazing array of like old and sometimes new films, you know, uh, and great retrospectives, double bills, classics, all of that stuff. And it's uh, they have events, Q and A's, things like that. Uh, I went to see The Evil Dead Rise. I think it was the first screening in the UK, I think. I, it was, yeah. It definitely yeah. was. So they do so, so they do some new stuff as well as, you know. As well, uh, we'll talk about that one next week, I think, because mm-hmm. um, I'll yep. be seeing it on Friday. Um, and, um, yeah, you definitely had some, some strong thoughts on that one. I am going to say I'm going to attempt to. I don't know if I'll be able to do it straight away. I'm going to attempt to to uh, uh, do a second viewing uh, for the last sort of third of the movie. Again, that's right. For everyone, let's not talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, but 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 so everyone that knows, I want to go see it again. The film, right? You didn't make it out of the movie, so this will be your. Well, uh, we no, we no, we 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 left an hour in. I wasn't going to talk about that. I was going to wait. But, but. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it properly uh, when, when you've re-seen it and I've seen it again. Um, mm, yes, absolutely. Yeah, be interesting to, to talk. So look, the films on our radar today will be John Wick 4, Renfield mm. and Air. Uh, and then mm. we'll talk, uh, then we'll do our, our, our top and bottoms of the year. But um, let's start with John Wick 4, uh, because that's the older of the three. And yes. um it's fair to say, Ross, you're not the biggest champion of the John Wick franchise. No. Um, I think they're mostly mediocre and overrated with some good bits. Absolutely. Like, no question there's good stuff in it. And a lot of hard work goes into it. But that's why it's so frustrating. 
it's particularly and... frustrating when people rave about something that is absolutely <laughs> mediocre. That's all. And, and uh, it's fair to say I'm I'm slightly more positive, slightly more positive. But mm-hmm. even so, I still don't get the thing about this. Right? Like I I kind of I kind of understand. I kind of like go yeah. Do you know what? There's some good action in it. Right? There's some absolutely sure. some great action in it. But yeah. I, I've never quite got... I mean, John Wick 3, for me, was probably the best of the bunch. But certainly 1 and 2, I enjoyed, but I have got zero, absolute zero desire to see them again. So I've watched all of them. Slightly decreasing numbers. So I in the run-up to 4, I watched number 1, which I think was my fifth time. I'm pretty sure that's right. I watched 2 for the third time, 3 for the third time. Yeah, there you go. And then I saw four. And you don't need to watch them because there's no story. I'm not even being, I'm not being, yeah, there's no, there's, except for it's got Keanu and certain elements of the films, there's no story, which is troubling when the, the fourth one is three hours and whatever it was. It's uh, troubling. Two hours and 49, I think. Well, I don't think it was Was over three hours. Oh, fair enough. And it felt longer. But... But even so, yeah. Well, but but I have to say, for all my quibbles, I don't have quibbles because I'm a rational human being and I don't just love things because there's flashing colours in front of my face for three hours. Um, It is still my... (laughs) It's probably my favourite. It's still probably my favourite of the four. Like, 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 unreservedly. But there was a two-hour really strong film in there somewhere yes. because the more you watch it the longer you watch it the more if you're paying actually paying attention the more you realize john wick isn't a character at all in the film and not only is he not he a character isn't. in the film he's he just not a character it. like no. he has no zero, he says about five literally about eight words in the whole film um and, and one way, of them is like can, but back, yeah but back, yeah he says yeah like three times by the way that could work we don't need him to be Talking, talking, talking. No, we know no, this. But some ever since Clint, nice. ever since Clint Eastwood, ever since Clint Eastwood. But this is the point. He has no progression in any <laughs> way, shape, or form, and and it's highlighted even further by the fact that Donnie Yen is so good in it. It's certainly in my opinion, and Donnie Yen has almost because almost has a story arc in it. Almost. almost. And I'm not being. I'm not, by the way, any criticisms I make of yourselves, I'm not making a joke. I'm not doing it to hear myself go, mm. you know, some of these YouTube videos. A little bit. Uh, YouTube, <laughs> no, some of these, no, no, no. Some of these YouTube channels that I watch almost take delight in disliking something. And that's not why I criticise films at all. Like, I mean, I, I can make jokes. I'm not going, well, is this shit? That's not my thing. And I knew it was going to be shit. Because objectively, that's by the way, thing. it's not shit. It's visually stunning. No. It's it visually yes, the, yes, amazing. The, the, yes, yes, I, like, I can't argue with that. Like it's 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 a very very beautiful film. It's one of the most beautiful action films I've seen in years. Like yeah, from, from that perspective, I can't argue with that. Loved I it. can't argue with that. Yeah, just I have to say, and I think you you said this to me on a text, right? You were like, no action scene, no fight scene ever needs to be. And this is, by the way, from one of the biggest fans of fights yeah, I love fight scenes. I love like, those. What a, no fight scene should be an hour long. You know, it's right, like... 20 minutes. No, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly 20, 20 minutes. 
and 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 you can't help but be repetitive in 20 minutes like like i will say that uh, three and four have the as far as i'm concerned the least repetitive fight scenes and actually although yeah. the franchise i mean I'm, I'm being a little bit generous by saying that because the films should actually be called headshots for everybody <laughs> that's what that's what like here's 70 people they're all going to get headshots don't you worry get a headshot you get a headshot yeah you get yeah, a headshot. Like yeah exactly and and while that makes sense in, in i mean i can't use the word reality but like tactically <laughs> of course you would do but if you're still fighting about new people i guess you'd want to shoot them all in the head but then it turns into sort of a zombie film and and you just go i don't care like by the third in john wick 2 my main aside from the fact that john wick 2 is genuinely terrible and if people say John Wick 2 is amazing I'm sorry you need to have a chat with someone but but, it's, it, but but there's a sequence in John Wick 2 where he genuinely shoots 60 people in the head yeah he just shoots and you just go after the third one I just don't care I just don't I, care I don't, why do you keep doing the same thing again and again and again as, and, as practical as it might be it's yeah. boring as shit you don't who, who's watching that going this is amazing who and and by the way, just to add on to that, like, I, I think I said this to you, right? Like, the first time I saw Gun Fu, I was like, oh, that's different. Sure. Yeah, of course. But that was a long time ago, right? And and yep. this film gets so boring when it's just someone shooting someone. And not to mention the fact they're all wearing bulletproof suits. Oh. And can oh take what a hundred and fifty bullets, and they don't yeah. even react. Machine like... gun fire. They don't react. They don't even. And again, we're not looking for reality, but the trauma of a gunshot hitting you at point blank range, even if you're wearing bulletproofed suits, would just break your ribs. Or without getting into all the science at all. So the idea that someone could just stand there firing twenty bullets, and again, I'm just going to underline it: they're not supposed to be like. Spider-Man. They're not Superman. They're not like if, if someone said, by the way, if they're all superpowered immortals, you go, all right, fine, fine. You just yeah. Explain it. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But for real, it would be that simple to do that. And and we all love elevated fight scenes and shootouts. We love in Con Air when Nicholas Cage is walking towards that guy on the plane and the guy shoots him in the arm and he keeps walking. You go, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, that's you do badass. because you're because you're in the movie. You love it. It's it's goofy as shit, but it's entertaining and you keep going. Now. You might watch Connor and go, oh, it's dumb. Well, okay, fine. The movie isn't for you. That's fine. And someone could say, well, it's the same with John Wick 4. But, but there is a level to which if a person falls out of a building, four stories, which happens in John Wick 4, and smashes into a car, which would kill any henchman in any other movie, it just kills all the, that would just kill the henchman, and it just gets up and wanders off. You just go, what is the level of... Like, where are the stakes? You, he never, ever feels vulnerable. And that is a key problem. If, you, if your hero is, doesn't feel vulnerable, if you don't think, if, if, if you never think, God, he might not make it out of this. Yeah. Then why would you, you have, no, and, and he's given no stakes and he's given no uh, consequences. Like he's, there's nothing that he's achieving in this movie. You just go, well, why? Yeah, that was fun. That, that bit was fun for sure. Why am I, are you actually honestly asking us to care about these people? The person you care about is Donnie M because you're worried about his daughter. That's all you need. Yeah. Everything with Donnie Yen, even if you don't like it, you go, he's doing it to protect his daughter. That's it. End of. Doesn't matter. And there's a pass with Wick, which is nice. I mean, just hint at that. That's done. That's all done really well. But then why? So, so, and that's your side character. That's your guest character. And you're not going to give your hero 
who's in the movie for three hours, you're not going to give him that? Yeah. That's all I, I can I, say. It's just, it's just factual. It's just factual. I you're genuinely cannot disagree with you, right? Yeah. Like, I can't, you can still I can't enjoy disagree. the movie. You can enjoy the movie, but and, they just you just don't give your lead character a- anything. And I, I will say that on balance, like I didn't think it was. You know, I, I looked at my watch once, mm. and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Like two hours I of this go film to, is gone. By the way, I didn't go to the toilet, which, which is, is again that... uncanny. It's uncanny for me. Yeah. So, so, I, so, so it, I was not bored no. to a point, right? But I was kind of a bit impatient. And there's yeah. a difference, right? Where I'm like, like I'm a bit impatient because I'm like, yeah, I've, I've seen this fucking gun foo. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen Keanu, like, literally shoot a thousand people in the head. And yeah. I'm like, oh, right, okay. For nothing, like, by the way. By the way, for nothing. Yeah. So here's, the other, here's my other little thing. Each set piece, as impressive as you want to describe it or not, I love the top-down thing with the dragon's breath rounds. Oh, my God, that was but, that was but, actually one of the best things I've it seen was, in ages. It really, was, it really was very enjoyable and stuff, and stuff. However, at the end of each of them, Wick doesn't seem to achieve anything. He just basically goes. like He just, he just leaves, including, um, again, correct me if I'm wrong on this, the set piece where he has to get back in with his family to get nominated to do the duel. That's it, something like that. He has to go and kill someone. And at the end of that set piece, it turns out it was all for nothing anyway. It, it turns out they weren't good enough or whatever, you know, whatever. And you just sort of go, well, what? you're not, how, if you slay 70 people, again, and, and there's, there's no other story, but there's no, he's not achieving anything. He's not winning anything. I'm... He just moves on. What, 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 what is the story relevance? <laughs> of each piece and it does matter a bit it just does it matters a bit not yeah, just about oh, exciting and also for a film that you know you always, i always say that like does a film like i don't care how long a film is but mm. does it earn its length and right. in here the one thing that really bugged me was there was that whole jordan scene which was yeah it wasn't even that long and it was well, pretty much everything that's everything was in that scene by the way mm. was in the trailer Right. I Almost that, that entire scene, scene was in the like, trailer. It felt like that scene was like a remnant from, from three because he goes to that Middle East. I don't even know if it's the same place. I don't know if it was Jordan or not. But, but he was in that kind of, you know, Bedouin type place in the three. Yeah. A bit where he chops his finger off for no fucking reason. Um, <laughs> for no reason at all. And now they have to green screen his finger. Oh, good. Um, and again, yeah, that, that feels well, like yeah, somewhat of a, of a pointless thing. That. Well, again, it's it's an incredible sacrifice, regardless of how indestructible someone is, and it literally is meaningless. It should mean <laughs> it should mean something, something. So, what yeah. I was getting at the Jordan scene literally had no, it, it, it added nothing at all. It was impressive. It looked beautiful. I won't disagree. Added nothing. Then you could remove it and just be like, well, that doesn't matter. And that's, I think, genuinely an issue. Yeah, it just is. Like, even if you're enjoying it, it, you just go at some point. Why is like you say a film has to justify or earn its running time? Somewhere. And 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 certainly there are, there are yeah. This film could have easily been shorter. Look, mm. on balancing because we got other things to talk about. Mm-hmm. It was all right. Like like yeah, I didn't it hate was, it. I it quite was enjoyed right. it. it um, same. The script but, was terrible. I'm oh, <laughs> the script was terrible. I am kind of done with it all now though. Yeah, like, I am not this, excited about 
Rambo. 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 This will be fun for the podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always good. Yeah, but yeah, so like like, but I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not necessarily gonna be running to watch. I mean, you we do you care about ballerina? I like I like Alat Damas. Do we care about ballerina? Do we care about the continental TV show? Except for that, sounds interesting. Like, I, do you could, know, I'm more. It could shut up the world. It could shut up the world. Yeah, I'm more interested with that than I am like anything else in this world but with the caveat of i'm not that interested in any of it right like it, it for me with three films beyond where this series needed to be and yeah. yes so look that's john wick four let's quickly touch on air because i think we both enjoyed air didn't we yes i very much enjoyed it. in fact niffy and i both went to see air and we uh, we very much enjoyed it. My only, without ruining anything, because I, I won't spoil anything, I do feel it fizzled in the last fifteen minutes. Like it I, was perfectly perfectly enjoyable. I wasn't bored. I, I just don't know like, if I agree with you on that, but okay, but I certainly can see why someone might say that, right? But um, it just sort of yeah. slows down after after the peak of the. Dare I say? Dare I say? I didn't realize how entertaining a film about making a deal could be. <laughs> Yeah. It's about making a sponsorship deal, and once once a certain thing has happened, without spoiling anything, um, the sort of the the I don't know if you even call it an epilogue exactly, kind of the epilogue, just kind of felt like a bit of a fizzle. Although it came back up again when you get the inevitable caption saying what happened to everybody. That was all. Very oh my god! And, like and, and exciting, very good. Like this gives nothing away by the way nothing away yeah. because everyone obviously knows that michael jordan signed the deal because otherwise right. there, would be no just, such, there would not be, be no Nike Air jordans right yeah like, near, but there was nearly a deal there's nearly, nearly a deal. but but the fact that mike Air, uh that mike mike Air jordan <laughs> that's definitely not his name uh the fact the fact that michael jordan earns 400 million a year passive income from nike just on the air jordan line right yeah he hasn't got shares yeah. in the whole company just on the air jordan line he earns 400 million a year Passive income doesn't Incredible. have to do very much for it. I mean, no. that has got to be one of the best deals ever signed in the history of deals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and I think the film makes some very savvy decisions, like essentially not showing Michael himself. Yes. Which is a very completely. And, and Affleck, that. by the way, Affleck said that the reason they did that was because, um, you know, you don't want to kind of, you don't want to show someone that's so iconic and identifiable yes. and instantly know it's not him, right? Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it, I think all of those decisions <laughs> make sense. It was fabulously written overall. I thought really well acted. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I, I just highly recommend it. And, and it's a film that can kind of be for everyone. There's no niche thing going and, on here. It's a solid, historically interesting film. Yeah, and you can't help but smile when you come out, right? Like, oh, it's yeah, one of those absolutely. films which you, you walk out and you just go, yeah, that was that was fun. That was like... You know, that's the kind of film you walk out with a massive smile on your face and go, like the 80s montage, they had me at hello. Oh, that was, yes, that was wonderful. And in fact, they they use a lot of interstitial cuts between scenes of little snippets of 80s stuff. Yes. Works extremely, the Axel F sequence <gasps> later on oh. was fantastic. The fact they cut How... a specific scene to Axel F was brilliant. How could you not love that, right? So yeah, that <laughs> good. Yeah, look, I highly recommend Air. Very, very Ooh. good film. Definitely, Ooh. probably like 
not spoiling next quarter, but so far probably my favourite film of the year. It's definitely one of them. Definitely one of them. Um, It's probably my favourite non-genre film of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So let's 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 quickly touch on Renfield and then we'll mm-hmm. talk about um then we'll talk about uh our best and worst films of the year. So uh how was Renfield I'm asked, I'm saying that like I haven't seen it. Uh well, like I didn't enjoy the fuck out of it. But well, Ross, how was Renfield for you? <laughs> well here's an interesting point, in fact. I've been thinking about this in the last uh, since last night. It's interesting that I saw most of Evil Dead Rise first and then saw Renfield. And it's interesting to me that you're seeing Renfield first and then you're going to go see Evil Dead Rise. Yes. And to reiterate, I will try and complete Evil Dead Rise by using my Cinema World Unlimited. I just don't know if I'll be able to do it before we record next, but I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to try. Um, but in short order, in my opinion, Renfield is everything that Evil Dead Rise should be. And, and the caveat of that being... The caveat of that being that Evil Dead Rise, the first five minutes, really fooled me. Uh, And again, I don't want to spoil too much about that. It really did fool me. Um, As opposed to what then comes next. Just objectively. Forgetting whether I even like it or not. So there's that. (laughs) It was Uh, batshit mental, wasn't it? Renfield. Well, this is what I'm saying. Renfield. First of all, can we just talk about the merits of a 93-minute movie? Again. Oh, it's beautiful wasn't it my like, only slight club caveat to it is there are certain bits of renfield which did not spoil my enjoyment of it or, or niffy's in fact for just just a quick one niffy found some of the gore just a bit much which is i get like it's not going to be for everybody but i i lapped that up quite frankly i'm with you it was, on that. It, was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was sort of some cream on the cake but but the one thing i will say about renfield there was a, a handful of bits handful being the opposite word throughout where i felt you know what they could have dedicated another minute or 30 seconds even there are some scenes that very abruptly finish they kind of stitch together some of the scenes with like i don't know if you notice this there's some slight voiceover bits from even aquafina who doesn't have a voiceover in the movie there's a few things where she says a line and there's nothing on her face yeah so you, and it's just it's just clearly by the way i had no actual issue with it it was just explaining something a little bit with a bit more clarity very small things couple of moments from her and a couple from Nicholas Holt, two or three through the movie, that didn't tie into why, wh- when we eventually find out what his voiceover is is coming from. Yeah. Um, these are very minor things. I, I think if the film was 93, it could have been 96, for example. I'm, I'm, I'm being very loose. And just some of it was just a bit patchy. And I feel like maybe sometimes that people, the editors were told, you need to get through this. You need to get I'm, through this. I'm... And I think... I agree you know, with you, actually. I not think much. very little, very little. Yeah, there were definitely some bits that kind of I felt they've just just let it relax a little bit, guys. Just a yeah. little bit. I think I think you're right. I think it could have it minor. Like, how often minor. though? How often do you mm. say I wish this film could have been longer? Almost um, never. That's the point. That's what I'm getting at. It was isn't like, that, it isn't was that a just, lovely thing? It was. Say, no, it was. It was, and it was literally no more than a handful of moments, a yeah. handful of scenes, and it just just. You could just feel it. Other than that, I thought it was just super enjoyable. Nicholas Holt, I agree with you. You're the one who said it. Bond, I t- totally see it. Totally like, see it. Totally like, see it. Never thought I, I would have. I totally no, see it. I, the way he handled the action, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. And this also guy can... this kind of... Sorry, go on. My bad. No, I was gonna, this guy can actually kind of... You know, this guy can actually fight and he can look good mm. and he can be physical, right? 
Like, but he I was like, combined that. He combined that with. I said to Miffy something like, "He's got about sixty percent young Hugh Grant in his DNA." Yes. The way he's performed, the stuttering, it, and it didn't feel too effect. I mean, obviously, it's a performance, but it felt natural and real. And the combination of that with the harder action stuff, I was like, "Yeah, definitely Bond. Like, definitely yeah. Bond, because he could play Bond in an almost Roger Moorish sense with humor." But then when the fighting comes, he could really deliver. And I was like, that would be a really interesting interpretation. I'm not saying he should be foppish. I'm just saying no. he could genuinely be he could genuinely be a bit of a smoothie and, and a, a sweet talking guy in a, in a genuine way, and, but then kick ass. And I thought that yeah, would be a and really Yeah, and also, do you remember my range. pitch? My pitch mm. for the next Bond film was to go back to the, to go back to the 60s and set yeah. the next series in... The 60s. And you could yeah. even do it generationally, right? As the actor ages, you could go 60s, 70s, 80s. Absolutely. Yes, you could do that. And grow the tech with it. it right. Yeah, grow, and and if, if I was, if you put Nicholas Holt, and I actually Googled this, by the way. If you put Nicholas Holt in a, um, in a tux, yeah. he 100%, 100% looks like a 60s secret agent. Oh, well, but I think that's even more backed up by, even though it's a different time period, the opening scenes of Renfield being the 1930s style Universal, yes, film, which was yeah, brilliant. Yeah. By the way, that he was looked, fantastic, looked, wasn't it? It was, fa- it was fantastic, and he looked incredibly in keeping with the time. Not just his styling, so there was something about his demeanour. They've clearly studied those scenes. And before we go any further, Nicolas Cage basically <laughs> playing, basically playing the Bella Lugosi version of Dracula. Yeah, plus plus Cage, plus Cageisms. I, I cannot. I, I cannot tell you that how much if 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 the Oscars actually meant jack shit, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you would nominate Nick Cage for that performance because I it agree. is so brilliant. It's it's brilliant, it's, but it goes from it goes from you get the Lugosi style macabre but yet charming thing, but you also get that there's that scene where he confronts him in his apartment. And we get into like the narcissism aspect of abusive relationship stuff. Yeah, where where he flicks from being like quippy, but to also being wounded and then sort of biting back. Not literally, but like, but like he he goes from sort of he goes through like a whole range of emotions, convincingly, still with the weird campness of Dracula, but still there's stuff under his eyes where they're sort of they're literally bickering like an old married couple, and I thought that was not just funny but also genuinely poignant because he's fully committed to like the, it, he made that interpretation of Dracula weirdly deep regardless of how funny it was. Yeah. Does that make and sense? There was a lot of attention put, play, paid to his performance. It wasn't just Wah-ha, I am Dracula. Yeah. Like, that was in there. There was a lot more Well it wasn't on. caricature right? Which is no, weird to say. Even though it was there too. It yeah. was there as well, but it wasn't just that at all. No, it was, it was like it was so much deep. It was such a brilliant performance. Look, let's talk yeah. about because I I put a post on Facebook yesterday and I was like, look, regardless of what you think of Evil Dead Rise, yeah. but and whilst yes, it's a franchise movie to a point, but like it's yeah. hard to call Evil Dead a franchise movie. But hey, it is. But like Evil Dead Rise, Cocaine Bear, which I'm sure we'll mm. talk about in a minute. And Renfield. We've talked about we've talked about cocaine bear already, actually. But how how amazing is it that no no well, I mean it'll come up in my list of films oh, I see, I see. and yours yeah. I'm guessing. Um, mm. How amazing is it to have these kind of grungy splattery horrors like leading the cinema and being in the cinema and doing pretty well? I agree. I'm. It's um. It reminds me. I'll never remember which year this is. There was a year 
and let's say it was six, seven years ago, something like that, where Universal had none of their big franchises, like not Fast and Furious, not whatever, whatever. And it was Universal's biggest ever year because their marketing spend, because it wasn't the massive franchises, they had a marketing spend, but it was not major. And suddenly yeah. it was like their most profitable year. I don't remember the year and I don't remember the titles, but they were all sort of genre movies and they were all like mid-budget genre movies. And they and they absolutely like caned it that year. And then the next year they did their, it was like the fast and whatever. And there was like, whatever, three or four franchises. And they made money. And they made big money, but they didn't actually make a bigger profit because yes. those movies were all massive. It just and what I'm getting at is this year is starting to feel very much along those lines. Yeah, you know? it's 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 so interesting to see that kind of really interesting, really kind of like like. Oh, real kind of like you know the film. They're pushing the boat out. They're, yeah. It feels like they're pushing the boat out on genre, which is really exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. like so. It's, it was so much fun. Plane, like I say, plane is a really plane, good example. Yeah, yeah. Megan is, is, is a really good example. Like there's some really solid. Even if you don't like the films individually, there is this wave of what I would call mid-budget or whatever budget you want to call it films that are, that are satisfying audiences. From what I understand, Megan's done really well. I think Plane did pretty damn well as well. All the things I think Plane did very well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, given, given they've both got sequels coming out pretty soon. Like, this is not, you know, they're, they're getting on with it. So that's really encouraging. In terms of, these films don't have to be $250 million yawn Marvel movies to be exciting people. Maybe people are getting a little bit more into, oh, there's different stuff available. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to assume anything. The thing I really loved about Renfield was just how splattery and gory and like, and I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting it to be that over the top and that kind of like, like properly kind of like evil daddy, I I have to say. Like, you know, that kind of evil daddy. There's a certain point when when, um, someone gets disarmed. And well, actually, there's two points where <laughs> literally, well, I, was, I wasn't going to go there, but but those times again, watch Evil Dead Rise and see what you think. Yeah, um, interesting. I, I feel, and my other thing about Renfield, as opposed to even not specifically Evil Dead Rise, but other maybe examples, I feel that all of the gore, all of the action, and 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 every other sort of dare I say genre bit of the film. <laughs> It, all, it always felt like story. Even yeah. if some of it was gratuitous, it felt like story. It didn't feel like, oh, we've just done that. Like, it always felt like it was built to. It always felt like the film was escalating and it was going to a certain point. When we get to the final battle, you go, yeah, we're at the final battle. Which I, yes. I, feel, like we've, I feel like we've lost that. Film. And that might be partly due to the runtime films, possibly. Like stretching these things out. I will say that John Wick Four did that quite well as well. Actually, I think I think the way that they did, I did. I hated that, that ridiculous stair roll, but I loved the moment when Donnie Yen helps him up. I thought that was I like great. that. Yeah, no, I loved that a lot. I just didn't like the actual absurd the stuntman helping himself down the stairs a few times. Roll, which just I think they, stupid. I think I think they again <laughs> as with everything on John Wick Four, know when to stop. It's just it's just you could have had him go down the whole stairs and just have other villains. Making him go down, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's because they wanted to see the stuff going. Yeah, that was a massive mistake. 
Anyway, I'm just saying, when something like that takes you out of the film, but immediately brought back up when Donnie had helped him up, that was brilliant. But I guess what I'm saying is the point is that did a good job of structuring where we were in the film, the final act. And again, I think that helps someone like me not going to the loo. I know it sounds, yeah. it sounds weird. When you know where a film, same happened with Plane, Plane is an excellent example of that like an excellent example of that. And I think Renfield was an excellent example. When they were like getting their shit together, you go, it's the final battle. Yeah. It is yeah, meaningful. Yeah. It is meaningful. And it was good. Look, so I think overall Renfield was great fun. Um yeah. It was... It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. But it really... Renfield, in, in my opinion, barring most minor quibbles, and they are relatively minor, I would... And Niffy enjoyed it as well. She was just some of it was just a bit too much, but which I totally get. I, I totally get it, but for me, and I'm sure you, I just it, it just delivered. It was yeah, satisfying. It was, it was joyful. I want to see more, and I want to see a bit more. Yeah, Not tons yeah. more, but I want to see some more. I I even sat in the cinema as the end credits rolled, oh, thinking, "Oh, there's got to be a Nick." Was it? But there wasn't a Nick Cage after. No there, I... no, there wasn't. But it was the way they did the end credits with like they were the, good. the way they did the foot, the way we did the footage and everything. It was really but good. I was, I really wanted them to do like, I really wanted a Nick Cage kind of, you know, shot of drag. But it, it, it didn't. And in say, a way, I have to say, I have to say, I didn't stay to the end of the credits. Maybe they had a coda. Maybe they maybe. might have had but a coda. Do you know what? If they didn't, I'm also mm. okay with that because. So, for me, I'm like, actually, sometimes, yeah, just leave it as it is, right? Just just <laughs> yeah. make it a one-off film and just yeah. go, thanks very much. Good. Yeah. All right. So we've talked Renfield. We've talked um, we have talked uh, John Wick 4 and we've talked Air. So let's have a focus on our best and worst films of the year. Let's start with worst because, you know, I've only got one, two, three, four, five completely on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, so Can we just um, clarify for everyone? But the list we're about to go through only goes up to the end of March this year. It's literally only from the beginning of January to, end of, to the end of March. Yeah. Which was yeah. a challenge because yeah. some so, of the best films I saw <laughs> were... I've actually had a problem. My difficulty, actually, was in my worst films. I've, only, I've actually only got two. Oh, okay. But that might, but that might be because that might be because I just haven't seen that as many new films as I want to. Yeah, okay, cool. So look, why don't you give your two and then I'll do my five. Let's do it that way. Okay, right. So, so far I have a film called, at, so at number two, in terms of the worst, I have Detective Night Independence, the third of those Bruce oh. Willis. <laughs> why? And I, 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 well, I thought because, you weren't going to watch you know, any more of these. No, I watched Assassin last night as well, which, and Assassin is weirdly not terrible, uh, which has just come out. Uh, Bruce Willis. It's just, yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I'm not having a go at even Bruce Willis. It's just not a good film. They, they just, genuinely are quite just shit, not very, they? They're just not very good. They're just badly made. Um, and, you know, I get it. But Is it still yeah. the same guy? The same yeah. same guy that's got yeah, photographs same, of it? Of yeah, Bruce. yeah, yeah. Yeah, clearly. Is it Edward Drake? I think, whoever it is. Anyway, whoever it is. There's about three or four directors who've been just fucking mutilating him, obviously. Uh, and then at number one is a film that a bunch of people recommended, I see, called The Weapon. The Weapon? Cool. It stars a guy called Tony Shiena. 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 <laughs> I'm not. I'm not having a go at his name. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Shiena. If you look up Tony Shiena, <laughs> there are lots of interesting claims about his. Uh, I don't know. Did he serve with the secret some CIA? I don't know something. Like, okay, like, I'm, I'm on this. Like a secret agent or something, which harkens back to the Segal days, the early Segal days, where all the brothers pitched him <laughs> as working. For, he's worked for the CIA. No, he didn't. Like it was just I, nonsense. He, but he alludes to this himself. 
uh, in interviews and stuff. Now, for all I know, it might be true. It could it could absolutely be true. Um, so I don't know. All I can tell you is the weapon is a pile of shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tony. I mean, you, you might be a very nice person, and the people involved. There's some, there's some interesting people in it, uh, but people go, "You've got to see the weapon. It's really great. Fights are great." And I was like, "Okay." And people lie all the time. It, it was just it's just nonsense. I, I, I had to fast forward from about 20 minutes in. I'd watch the occasional fight thing and go. I, I, we all know how hard it is to make a movie. We do. He's got some interesting people. He's got, is it Cuba Gooding Jr.? So he's got some good people in it. And they're they're not there to work. Oh, oh! I mean, I wouldn't, sounds... I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't even say, oh, you should check it out. I, I just, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. This is bad. It's a bad. So thing. look, my five, and I'm going to caveat this by saying the worst two of these are still five out of ten. So I've put anything that's okay, under yeah. five out of ten into this. So they will drop off. Yeah. So at yeah. number five, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I actually didn't hate it oh, half as much yeah. as I wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. I actually thought it was it was all right in places. It was quite interesting. It was quite splattery. Um, mm-hmm. Number four is Unwelcome. Um, I don't oh, know. Oh, is, gobl- is, is that the Goblins film? Or Trolls, yeah. Trolls. Just, I've got that to watch. I haven't seen it's it. It's a bit meh. Um, mm. number three. Uh, now we're getting into like the four out of uh, yeah, tens is Luther Fallen Son. Luther. Oh, I, do you know what? I, I'm genuinely divided on whether I want to watch it. I've, the last season was so shit. I never understood why people. I loved Luther for the first was it two or three yeah, seasons, yeah. and the last season was fucking ab- abysmal, like it, embarrassing. It's genuinely not great. Um, and and actually worse than that, I've heard it, I've heard it's incoherent. I've heard it's completely. It, it makes it does not feel like a Luther movie for a start. And right. secondly, <clears throat> it's it's basically Luther does Bond because like the oh, villain Andy cool. Circus, he it, it ends in this snow layer in Norway or somewhere, and you're like, yeah. what? It's like why? I've, I've also and Andy Circus is depressing. His wig or hair or whatever is supposed to be insane or something. Is that right? So yeah, hair I mean, his, his wig fucking, I mean, wig. wow. I've heard it's embarrassing. It's, it's, I mean, like, uh, it, it's a very, uh, the best way I would describe this, Ross, is it's a very wiggy performance. <laughs> like, I might try, I might try. I've got, I've kind of, Niffy's actually out for the most of his name, her mum. And I'm, I'm mostly rewriting something, but I'm, I'm going to stick on like two or three. I want to try and get churned for a few movies. Yeah. So I might try. I might try. But uh, yeah, no, it's a very, it's a very wiggy performance would be the way mm. I would describe it. Mm. Um, uh, then Children of the Corn. Again, oh. it's not oh, horrific. Fuck. Now, hang on. When, why is that not on my list? Why is why that, is that not on my list? Maybe you watched it this month. When did I? No, I did watch it in March. Oh, actually, do you know what? Children of the Corn will be my third worst because... Yeah, go on. I'm sorry. It's not horrific, by the way. No, it's, it's not. not. No, it's, it's not. not. It was. It's it was just it, it's, dull. It, yeah, it was. It's a. It's a five out of ten. Like it does what it's sort of supposed to do. And the little girl was really good. Like the cast yeah, actually fine yeah. in it. And there's some scary bits, and I like what, where we see he who moves amongst the stalks or whatever it's called. I thought that was quite good. It isn't good though. No, actually, no. That that should be in my my bottom five in terms yeah. of I don't really have anything else to put there as well. So. And 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 number one, um, because mm. of what it is and how much mm. it costs and who's involved, mm-hmm. this is the Jurassic World um mm. categorization of last year. That there may well be worst films of the year, but there's certainly you know none of them had the ability to be better than this. 
Mm. Babylon so far is my worst film of the year. Wow, you know what? Miffy would absolutely agree with you, I'm sure. Like, it's, it hasn't really hit my list at all, even though it's it, there. It's hit my list. By the way, it won't. It probably won't be there at the end of the year, but just, just no. in terms of, I've never watched a film where I've, as I'm watching it, I'm just like, how, how did no one at no point go, hold on a second? And mm. by the way, this guy... Damien Giselle has not made a bad... Damien Giselle well, I think that's the point. fucking great I think, films. I think that's the point. I think that that's... It may well have been the studio. Well, he knows what he's doing. Like, you know, we don't know. You know what I'm saying? They may have just gone, just get, let him do what he's doing. And, and I think we said at the time, the reason I wanted to see the film was the trailer was a fucking mess. And I sincerely wanted to see the film partly because I wanted to see what kind of mess the film was. That, yeah. didn't, end up in a, that didn't end up in a good result because I actually really liked it up until the Toby Maguire meeting. Um, specifically and then i think the film absolutely no nosedives at that point like, i'm gonna make a caveat on this by the way um mm. i had actually not when i checked my list this morning i'd not actually ordered it so the correct order would be winnie the oh. pooh unwelcome babylon mm. luther fallen son and then children of the corn so children of the corn would actually be the worst but like again like it's it's pretty nominal at this point of the year but yeah. but look yeah. babylon was just a fucking mess um mm. but you know it's not horrific so look, look i've got ten i've got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten so let's do let's do usual ten I'll to, do, six. Ten to yeah. six no we'll just we'll just go for all of them um and then oh, we'll, just, right. like, we'll just go very quickly um if we don't need to talk okay. about it we don't need to talk about it and then we can yeah. bounce you know, uh, so I'll go first. Punt rules in effect. So if I have a Clarifying. film somewhere. Clarifying. Just briefly clarifying. Um, these are, for me, as usual, the 10 favourite films of the year. In terms of the most enjoyable films of the year. For different reasons. Some are more yeah. serious than that. You know. I'll give just you that. It's, it's, it's not necessarily the film I think that is the best film of the year. And also, two of the best films of the year aren't in my I can't be in my list because of release times. So so right, my yeah. number ten is um Guy Ritchie's Operation Fortune Ruse de Gar or whatever the fuck it's called. Terrible mm. title, but actually quite good fun. Uh, it's like it's Guy Ritchie doing Guy Ritchie shit. Um and I I'm down with that, right? Like I quite liked mm. it. It was fine. It was very unchallenging as a movie to watch though. Mm. That was sort of floating around my top ten just because it wasn't terrible. Yeah. So we're going 10, 10, 9, 9. I see my number 10 at the moment is 80 for Brady. It was genuinely delightful. 80 for Brady, a film that I have zero interest in seeing. Honestly, on a try, mate, I I think you'd love it. I I genuinely (laughs) think you'd really, I really, I'm not joking. I think you'd really enjoy it. It's I the, I the honest answer Khan. is I don't see how you can't. Well, I could say that about Avatar: Way of Water, Ross. No, because um, that, because if you don't like sci-fi, then you you might not like Avatar: Way of Water. What I'm saying is, AT for Brady is like just a delight that anyone can watch as well. So you don't need any, you don't need to okay. like anything in particular to like it. Um, Infinity Pool is my number nine. Need to watch it. It's 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 genuinely batshit. It's Great. genuinely batshit. I might try to stick that on, except I need to concentrate on work. No, you that no, no, you have <laughs> to watch it. This yeah, isn't yeah. a background film. This is no, I've got you. you need to watch it. Uh, yours next? Uh, Shotgun Wedding. Shotgun, no, really? Yeah, it's really enjoyable. Listen, it won't be in my top ten at the end of the year unless we have a really bad year. But Shotgun Wedding is a properly enjoyable action adventure. That's genuinely funny. The action is tight. It it has a lean in a good way running time. You know. And it's it's a a really well, what's the word, structured slash balanced movie, like stunningly unoriginal. I'm not going to pretend it's original, but considering it's a an original as they call it, we sat there and just enjoyed ourselves the whole way through. It was nice. in the same way, you know, like things like um, fuck, what's the one? 
like a bit like Lost City. Like yes, a bit yeah, like yeah. Not, not as not as crazy as Lost City, <laughs> Lost but City with the same. Fun. It's a lot of fun. But I'm saying, if you like Lost City, I I genuinely don't see why you wouldn't enjoy Shotgun Wedding. Okay, it's very uh, apart from the same cloth, you know. My number eight is Alice Darling. Oh, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. I've yeah, it's about good. It. Really good. Yeah, Anna Kendrick's great in it. Yeah, I know. I want to see that. Uh, my number eight is Tar. It's arguably the only film on my list that is sort of what you would describe as a worthy film, for what a better way of yeah, saying it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's something about that film that just doesn't make me want to see it's, it, and I can't really... tough. Definitely tough to watch. Tough to watch. Yeah. The performances are brilliant. It, you do have to concentrate. It's definitely a film where you can't, again, yeah, you have to sort of follow. But I was really impressed with it because it didn't feel like pretty much anything you've seen. It, it's got yeah. a kind of, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth watching and it's not for everyone. There you go. Okay. Uh, number seven, Scream 6. Oh, punt. Okie dokie. Punt, punt for now. Seven, okay. for me is not, seven for me is knock up the cabin with reservations. <laughs> I, d- I don't even like, like Knock Up I... the Cabin does a lot because it won't be in my top 10 at the end of the year again I'd be amazing if it was in my top 10 at the end of the year um, it'd be a very bad it, year if it's still in but your it was one of the. you have to remember it was one of the first few films that we saw this year where we came out of it going yeah like it, it worked better than I thought it was going to work Batista was great the opening scene is fantastic yes the flashbacks unlike most films the flashbacks are used extremely well like really i think yeah. it's sometimes it's easy to run over stuff but the main problem as i think we discussed before was not that it has to be a twist but the twist of this film was it's just exactly what they say is yeah no it's, back, oh oh it doesn't it, actually go any it doesn't actually oh okay yeah like, it literally like, it doesn't ruin the film but it's just oh okay it <laughs> literally does what it says on the tin yeah and which isn't a bad thing it's probably not, bad thing. not much more right um yeah but it's enjoyable. It's definitely one of his better, for what that's worth, better recent offerings. Yeah. And and there's some genuinely unsettling stuff in there. When we first see how they what how they do what they do with the, the hood over the head thing, for yeah. example, that's done really fucking well. Like the cast are really good in it. I agree. Um, my number six is Creed Three. Ah, pumped. Okie dokie. My number six. This film might end up being higher by the end of the year. Um, I'm just saying, maybe. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. <laughs> this is a very very eclectic uh It's truly very brilliant. Eclectic it's a truly, it, Puss in Boots, have you watched it yet? No, no, no. I, I, I do want to watch it, though, to be fair. I will say, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish is up there with the best of Pixar. I mean, really, nice. I mean, and, we haven't seen the be- and we haven't seen the best of Pixar in, what, 10 years, whatever you want to call it, wherever it is. It's like, been a while. It is, it's been a it while. Is, absolutely up there with with the best of like wholeheartedly visually gorgeous as well like like unexpectedly gorgeous okay i can say that interesting so my number five is candyland ah now that's not on my top 10 yet oh that's because i watched it uh in april that's why you did that's why it will absolutely be troubling it may not even be it will absolutely be troubling my top 10 for sure yeah it's it's a really interesting again not a perfect film by any stretch i love this i love this john schwab though this director john schwab yeah yeah yeah. and, and again for me it's a really interesting film so your number five my number five is megan meg m freegan M. Freegan, as it should be called. And I've got to say, I am interested to see, I assume it's coming out here at some point, there's this extended, more harder cut, I'm, so to speak. 
I'm gonna re. I, I generally don't rewatch films like Megan. Mm. They're like for me, they're one and done. But I want to rewatch that because, um, because it for me, I'm genuinely interested if that what is a a solid six out of ten for me can be pushed up by making it a bit more. Because to me, it felt like you could have probably slapped a 12A rating on this film. I agree. I, agree. I think there was and only was a couple of moments, a couple pointless. of moments which you could have removed, but it could have been. I agree. And I, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I was impressed with how much I liked it, given the relative, relative taste. Yeah, no, so my, my point is more, thing. my yeah. point is more, make a 12A cut of it, then I can take my mm -hmm. daughter to see it, right? Yep. Like, gotcha. And then gotcha. make an 18 cut of it and release them at the same time. Or even a hard 15. I mean, 15, you get away with anything. Yeah, 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 hard 15. But, 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 but the hard 15 is, is the old on. 18, right? Like, right, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, but the point is, like you're saying, a full-on whatever the, yeah, yeah. Whatever the kills were going to be, you know. For me, there's a much more, much more interesting, brutal film in that. And I think yeah. that's why I just marked it down because it just felt a bit like I was watching Teeny Bopper goes to, goes to I horror. It was... I, I can completely get you. And I, I don't disagree. I, I found there was a lot in it that was surprising. I was surprised at how good Megan was. I, I yeah. was surprised that it delivered what it does deliver. Pardon me. It's, it was but, really but at the same time being relatively like being relatively tame, and like and I, I completely agree with you. There was probably a way to remove those. What is it? Three or four seconds. Moments. Yeah, it was literally seconds. seconds. And you're right. It could have been a twelve A. It had been just just as effective. And like you say, let's get the slightly more batshit. Or batshit's the wrong word, just because she's really methodical. There was yeah. something about her methodical nature that was what, what yeah. that was what was making it interesting, and 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 the reason she was doing everything. So <clears throat> in terms of protection, you know, protecting the the girl. So so yeah, I, I'm sorry to sum up. Yeah, you're completely right. I, I think you're right. Get rid of a few of like you say, you're talking about seconds. And have the, the the version, which I think we still would. Have it feels actually. It feels and like Megan was a watered like why why I probably was a bit harsh on it because it felt watered down. I get it. It felt like a, a fifteen. Mm. I wanted more. Like yeah, I'm completely like, with at you. fifteen. Make a full on fifteen or make a yeah. strong twelve A. Right. Don't uh, yeah, make completely. a watered down fifteen because to me that's an utterly pointless move because you can get away with so much in a 15 now if I you mean, make it's, all a about, it's all about bumps on seats but you're right the yeah, but, but, it, but if it's, it. yeah but mm -hmm. if it's if it's a strong if it's a strong 15 or a weak mm -hmm. 15 it's still a 15 so yeah, just no, make it a 12a right. you'll fill yeah. the cinemas up with people yeah. and then yada yeah. yada right um number four is a documentary uh called uh on um, a very specific night in history um, mm. that I was part of called Right Here, Right oh. Now. It's a Fat Boy Slim documentary about oh, the, yes. the yes. concert in Brighton that went a little bit Pete Tong. I um, remember it. But still a fantastic well. night out. Uh, so that that's a fantastic documentary. Um, so oh, really, really good. So Right Here, Right Now is my number four. Where did you get that? Where did you find that? It was on Sky Documentary. Oh. I'll see if I can find it because I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. That's interesting. Yeah, really, really good. Really good. So my number three, again, my top four, three are... Four. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm, you're absolutely right. Number four. Maybe skipped out Magic Mike's Last Dance. <laughs> the only person in the entire world that liked that film. I don't think that's true. No, literally, I, I, I think every reviewer said it was shit. Uh, well, they're not paying attention. <laughs> I, I've, not, paying attention. I've not seen anyone that has it's liked that film. Terrific. But hey, Ross, it's as terrific. long as it entertained you. It was terrific. Like, it was, I, I hated was, the second was, one. How would you hate the second one? Because it the is. This one has that amazing gas station scene. It's one of the terrible best movie. No, 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 no. Number two no, no, no. is a terrible movie. No, 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 no. Number no. one, by the way, 
is brilliant. Number yeah, two, brilliant. number two is like someone made number, so, like is like someone remade number one, but having just seen what the plot was written down on a toilet wall somewhere, and went, no. oh, I'm going to make the sequel to that. No, number two takes all of the characters that were sideline characters in the first one and gives them life. The scene where they're, the scene where they're telling Joe Mangiello, Manginello, to go into that gas station shop and make that woman smile is an incredible scene. Incredible. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna definitely Man, have to honestly, agree to disagree on this one. Honestly, I'm I'm gobsmacked that you didn't like that. Yes, I, ama- I, that scene is I, amazing. I genuinely hated that film. In fact, if I, I remember rightly, I I'm it. going back. To, I gave it a three out of ten, and it was in my worst films of 2015. I'm gobsmacked. It was actually one of my worst films of 2015. I'm really, I'm really surprised. Um, and I'm, I'm not fucking around. Like, I know, I know, not everyone likes everything. I'm just saying, I'm genuinely. Sorry. If you really like the first one, the second it, one takes so much of the first one, gets rid of the the the, the shitty drug stuff, which it is was, and then it's just an enjoyment. It's such an enjoy. It's such a confection. The second it, film. It was my Gorgeous. third worst film of 2015. I'm looking wow. back now. Uh, Sandwich between worst film of the year was Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, yeah, but Correction, that's only because I watched the Korean version with no sex that I realised afterwards. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's, it's one of my favourite stories. Like, I get all the way through it and I go, well, where's the fucking sex in this film, right? Apparently it's meant to be a sexy film. Every time they go to have sex, it gets cut. And I was like, well, that's what happens when you download the Korean version of the film, Phil. They cut well, magic, the sex out. Magic Mike's Last Dance is very sexy. And um, I have to say, one of the things that blew on, my mind on, about... Hold on, sorry. I'm still going. So Fifty Shades of Grey, Downing yeah. Street, Siege, <laughs> Who Dares, was my yeah. number two worst film. Magic Mike, and then um, that fucking terrible Michael Mann film, Black Hat. Oh, that's unbearable. Oh, that followed by, and I'm only saying this because you will appreciate this alongside Downing Street, Siege, um, was Assassin by J.K. Amalu with that oh. fucking amazing scene of Danny like Dyer on Brighton shot. Pier. Yeah, the the pier and shutting yeah. the shutter on Brighton Pier as he, yeah, as he gets a job as a normal person. It's so weird. That's such a strange moment. <laughs> Two of my favourite, the Danny Dyer. Yeah. I see it in my head. I've got that in my head right now. Yeah. That yeah. It is Happy. actually like, I can't remember jack shit from any of those films, right? The Downing Street Down one I can because of the, 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 the door blowing the door. off yeah. and and the SAS guys in mismatching boiler suits, which I always blue thought was fucking hysterical. Blue, blue boiler suits. Um, but, 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 like, just that scene of Danny Dyer on a bike was fucking mm-hmm. That's amazing. actually legendary. Mm. Um, anyway, Magic Mike XXL, we're going to have to pick it up because we are <laughs> going to mm-hmm. never get this done anyway. Uh, okay, good. Like, hey, like, um, maybe I'll there. watch it one day. Uh, number it's three great. is a film that hasn't come out in the UK yet, but I, I did manage to get an early screening of it. It's a film called Missing. Oh, um, I really want to see I'm, I I love Searching so much. Yeah, I love I'm Searching really as well. I'm excited to see Missing big time. Yeah, Missing is great. By the way, Spectre was also my 10th worst film of 2015. Fair enough. That's probably not low enough. <laughs> yeah, on, uh, it's only probably that high Spectre, because Spectre it's given is, me is so much, much entertaining. Wor- Spectre is much. Spectre is much worse than Magic Mike XXL. No, Magic Spectre Mike XXL horrible. has disappeared, and I barely remember a thing about it. Spectre, I can st- we still talk about it regularly, and therefore it's mm. entered my cultural zeitgeist. Um, oh go on then, Ross. What's your number three? My number three is Creed Three. Dun, 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 I'm not dun, sure dun, 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 if it'll be in my top ten by the end of the year. 
it was good. It was good film. Not only was it good, it was surprisingly good for various reasons. Well, you were so, really, really not not looking forward to it, right? Well, I was. I was not looking forward to. Maybe it's more. I was cautiously. I was cautious because the the questions in my head were: Is this just a Valentine project for Michael B. Jordan? With no disrespect. Um, number two, I Creed Two. I think is genuinely a bad film. I tried watching it a second time. I couldn't get past twenty. I quite like Creed Two. I, I I wanted to try it again. I just couldn't get through it. I thought there were so many problems with it. Uh, and I feel like it's very loose visually, but whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. Look, look, so I, so I, I was genuinely, I was genuinely, I wasn't, I wasn't looking forward to it. I was just like, let's see. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, it was see. good. And it was, it was pleasingly, pleasingly yeah, surprising. It was a little baggy for me. Um, it which was. Which is why it's low down bit. my list. Yeah, I it's, agree. Like, the, the, it got to a point where I'm just like, we know where this is going, so just get mm-hmm. the fuck on with it, right? Like, yeah. like yeah. I know they want to try and make it worthy and 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 all of this and and give um, uh, give um, Michael B. Jordan like lots of kind of academy moments, but there's a point where you're just like, sure. just get to the point where you're hitting each other, right? Like that's what we yeah. want to see. I see. Um, I see that. Cool. My number two is another documentary, um, one that's on I think Netflix. Pamela, a love story. Oh, I want to see that. Absolutely. I've Lovely film. Lovely yeah, film. I I, if if you ever want to kind of realise how you've misjudged someone, mm-hmm. this film will utterly change your perception of Pamela Anderson. Oh, that's cool. In a, in a good way, right? You that's genuinely cool. fall in love with Pamela Anderson, the person, rather than Pamela Anderson, the fake boobs in right, this yeah. film. And I would argue at 50-odd, or however old she is now, mm. um, she is far far sexier than she's ever been i'm sure that's true um so yes a big fan of that one your number two so your number two is either going to be scream six or cocaine bear right because those are the two that haven't been done i'm gonna i'm gonna predict scream six at two and cocaine bear at one that's interesting so number two is scream six (gasps) and and again it probably won't be that high by the end of the year and and I can admit, and I can admit that Scream Six definitely has story issues and things. <laughs> so many uh, issues. But as, but as an enjoyable cinema experience, it was very. But it's up there. I, and I, I, still, I enjoyed and I still, the shit still, out of it, and I still remember a significant amount of it. Which is yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I think, unlike Scream Twenty Twenty One or whatever it was, it won't mm-hmm. hold. It was Twenty Twenty One. No, Twenty Twenty Two. Yeah, it's been it, a year. It's amazing. It won't hold up mm. as well. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I still think the film it started as mm-hmm. was so much more interesting than the film it I became. agree. I, like, I completely agree. In fact, in fact, the cold open, I can compare this with Evil Dead Rise a little bit, except that Scream 6 doesn't drop so far, in my opinion. Um, like, I think Scream 6 is still very enjoyable. And it does for Who Done yeah. It. The Who Done It Keeping You Guessing thing is still but surprisingly I'm, well maintained. Six films in now, I'm bored mm-hmm. of it and I want something different. If they do a Scream 7, I get that. Yeah. they have How to they do are. something different because. Yeah. Because, quite frankly, we've done every combination of this possible now. And mm. where this film started, which was the perspective of a Scream killer... Because mm. at this point, by the way, in this universe, everyone's a Scream killer. Yeah, anyone can just be that killer. Yeah, Literally right. everyone now. Yeah. Everyone. Just for yeah. the sake of it. Yeah. And we've got... like So So for me, it, it worked to watch in the cinema. If you apply any pressure to it, it will fall apart. Yeah. I completely agree. Like, there's like, definitely, yes, there are plenty. Even of the most people. modest of pressure, it will fall apart. Yeah, so my number I one is good. Cocaine Bear. Ah. My number one 
No. My number one is Plain. How the fuck is Cocaine Bear not even in your top 10? Didn't even think about it. Cocaine Bear's the it most was, fun was, movie of the it year. Was my, it, was my, it was my floating around... It's totally wrong. It's floating around the top 10. It's just not in my top oh, 10. That's interesting. I mm. See, I, I definitely didn't like Plain as much as you. I, I think Plain is... Plain is... Like, I will just sing the praises of Plain. And again, Plain, unlike Cocaine Bear, I think... And by the way, Cocaine Bear could absolutely take the place of three or four of the field. Like, Cocaine Bear could probably take the place of nothing. But you I only think, gave Plain seven out of ten. Play, I've seen playing twice. I've seen playing twice. But you only and gave it seven out of ten. I know, I know. But the film delivers everything it's supposed to deliver so efficiently. It's. I guess what I'm saying is, at the moment, plane is, and not in such an extreme way. Plane is the fast five of its year right now, because no yeah, film I've seen so far delivers that. exactly what it's supposed to do, like plane delivers. I. That's not saying that plane's the best film of the year either. It's just plane is is almost like. I know how it sounds. Plane is sort of perfectly formed. No, no. And, and, and do you know what? Really and do you know what? Looking at it, mm. I've, mm. I've not, I've completely missed it. Like, I missed it completely. It should have been in my top 10. Looking at yeah. it, probably John Wick 4 drops out and Plane mm. goes above Scream 6 and Creed 3 for me. So probably at I position have, yeah. number 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, maybe position 8-ish. You know what? I'll tell you what, while we're talking, I'm going to take look at the cabin out and I'm going to put Cocaine Bear at number seven. I think because that's actually, fair. yeah, and it's nothing, nothing against Look at the Cabin, but the more I think about it, the more that Cocaine Bear delivers more than Look at the Cabin delivers. Co- Cocaine Bear delivers just on the fact that, like, yes. never before has a film done so well or does what it says on the tin, right? Yeah. Like, Snakes on a Plane, Cocaine Bear. You know exactly mm. what you're getting. And there you go. I've, I've made that change. I've made that change. Um, I think that's right. So one film we haven't talked about, we'll save it for next time because we are running long, is Dungeons and Dragons. Because uh, I want to get. Well, that's time this. That, that was this. That was this. Why don't we just do it next time? Yeah, exactly. But that is definitely my top ten of the year. Um, Absolutely. If I that now, so Ross, where can people find out more about you, my friend? So if you look up at Ross Boyask and all the social things uh, at Evo Films UK to follow Evolutionary Films, and also at Vengeance Film UK to follow uh, that action film franchise thing that I write and direct. Nice. And Phil Hopton on all the socials, www.rossandphiltalkmovies.co.uk and wherever else. I'm everywhere. Um, thanks for listening. That's been a fun one. I enjoy that. I think mm. we're, we're, I'm already my top 10 looks completely different. Um, yes. Yes. For fact, the... You know what? Actually, I've got to say on that point, there's only, a, there's, I guess, a couple of my current top 10 that I could easily swap out, but it's not fully easy. Like, it's not fully easy in terms of what I want to put in there from, from this month. I want to add one, two, three. This is interesting. I want to add three, four. I want to add four into my top ten right now. Like, right now. And I think there's only two that I can easily say, yeah, yeah, put that out. You interesting. Know what I mean? um, no, so I just... I'm not throughout the position, so I just need yeah, to yeah. removed completely. And, and just because everyone's asking, still no avatar? <laughs> no, it's on Disney Plus now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Or, it's on, or it's on, or it's on, or it's on. I don't think it's on Disney Plus yet. Or if it's, it's there soon. Is it Amazon? Yeah. Is it on Amazon or Netflix or something? It's no, on, it'll go to I'm Disney because sure it's a Fox film. Yeah, I had an email saying it was available to watch now somewhere. Ah, well, there you go. Well, or, or is it coming? It might be coming rather than available. It might well be. Um, right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, shortly. So uh, take care. Watch some good films, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Ciao, bella tutti.